one of the things that our viewers wanted to know is what was the best advice you were given? Uh, I think it was more than anything. I, I go back to that very first Dr. Carruthers where he said, I think she's going to learn to talk, but let's speed up the process. Mm. And that set me on the road. So I would say that everybody's advice was a help. Each step along the way, there was somebody who not only helped Temple, but who helped me. There was a one-on-one -on -one network, and I believe on that. Believe in that one-on-one -on -one network. Yeah, and, and you talk about tribes, about how important it is that we find yeah. our tribes. And I, yeah. I, I'm kind of amazed that you were able to find a tribe back in that era. Well, but you see, everybody, we spawned the baby boom. You have to remember, here we are all living in this little town together, all of us producing babies one right after another. Uh, we were very close in a way that there isn't that, quite that neighborly closeness again. So Temple was part of the tribe. And there was a rule in the community, you can lend the baby carriage, but you cannot give it away because you'll mm -hmm. get pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> superstition. And, and it's, uh, superstition and, and maybe intention, you know. I think we all wanted our big families. Mm -hmm. And it swept Temple into the tribe. She was one of everybody. Yes, and Temple learned early on that if she wanted to play with the kids, she said, well, they had their rules. We forget that children have their culture, yeah, too. Yeah. And she said, I learned that if I didn't follow what they wanted, I wouldn't be included in their games. And she wanted to be included. Well, I think it's remarkable that there was the acceptance back then that it was understood that all kids <clears throat> were going to be included until they misbehaved. That's I wish right. we had that now. I do, too. You know, I think of one doctor who, when I was telling this story, I could see him shaking his head. And he said to me afterwards, it's gone. What yeah. you're talking about doesn't exist anymore. Well, it, it maybe I, I I don't think it's quite as bad as he felt it was. But I think I think it exists if we work t toward it, and and I think that that's key for for me as a parent and for so many other parents is that we have to work on it. We have to. I mean, yes. you had to work on it too. You you looked at what the yes. the teachers were doing and said we're going to do this again at home. It that's wasn't right. served and, to and you. And on you a know pattern. what? Even even when we moved to Westchester outside of New York, when I got married again. I went around before Temple came to everybody in the neighborhood, and I said, you're going to have a knock on your door, and you're going to open the door, and there will be a little girl saying, I'm Temple Grandin. <laughs> so <laughs> you prepared them. I prepared them, and the result was they were all of them on her side. They would all help, and they did. Does she now know that you went around beforehand? Oh, that's a good question. I. I'm not sure that she, I don't know that I've told her that. All right, well, maybe we won't. We'll, we'll, no, the, <laughs> we won't uh, take that away from her. No, no, leave it, leave it. Yes. You know, it's sort of like telling a child that Santa Claus doesn't exist. Yeah. I think always of taking my grandsons to see Santa Claus, and Santa Claus was a friend of mine who was an actor oh. who worked at Macy's as Santa Claus, and he went out and bought my grandson's special presents, and he... I said, I want to know in secret information about each of them. Well, the result was visiting Santa Claus was really exciting. Yes. Well, the oldest one said, oh, I don't believe in Santa Claus. 
But how come Santa Claus knew about the basketball team? Right. Yeah. And I've never I've never told them. Okay. Well we won't tell them either. Now the so flip side have grown up. <laughs> and through college. <laughs> and we, we still won't tell them. But I want to get to, Eustacia, the, the flip side of, you know, we heard what the best advice you were given. What's the advice that you were glad you ignored? Oh, boy. <clears throat> that was my return to the Judge Baker Gardens Clinic. And Dr. Carruthers was retired by then. And I don't know how many people are aware of Bruno Bettelheim oh. and his Oh, yeah. exactly. The refrigerator These children lungs. were infant schizophrenics who had been driven mad by their cold mothers. <clears throat> well, there was a team of them who'd been put into the Judge Baker Gardens Clinic. And it was like facing a prison patrol board. And I, they said, well, she should come to our school. I said, but, but she's lived in the country all her life. Your school is here in this city. Ah, but we'll be able to monitor her. I thought, monitor that's not a kind word. Mm. And I, I left. I think I just said, I'm, no, she's going to go to the country school. She's going to go to Hampshire Country School. And it's that and I, courage that really made a huge difference. And I think it's important that we all, we've all been there, where some well, supposed expert has said, this is what you need to do. But the mother instinct said no. But also experience told me. Yeah. I realized at that point I had seen all these schools, I'd done all this research for GBH, and this is where, you see, what choices we have made in the past will add up to the choices we make later on. I had gone a certain path, and I had gained enough confidence, I realized I knew more than they did. So That's it a wasn't a blind reaction. It's a powerful, powerful moment when you know that you know more than them. That's, that's true and we, valuable.